Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jam. Gray Slide. <laughs> Fifty shades of gray. Fifty shades of gym. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. We're going to start out with the most important question on the show every time. That's, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Janthavy Norton. Janthavy Norton. Well, tell us about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Arizona. I just moved to Long Beach um, less than a month ago, and I like to skateboard. I came out here to model and act, and I don't like to say aspiring. To act normal or to act? Just act up? Just act up. No. <laughs> just get paid for acting. I like just, that. I, you know, I dreamed of being it. an actor when I was younger. Yeah. I think I suck at it, but still. It's it's weird. Like I didn't really try to get into it. I think I just started getting work that eventually evolved into it. So nowadays I'm like trying to teach myself how to snap in and out of a character, like how to just kind of like immerse myself in the moment and be whatever the director needs. That's pretty so cool. It's, so it's you weird. just got back from Mexico City, right? Yes, I did. And you were doing a little in, acting there, right? I you were acting a little, little punk girl for a Facebook ad, you said? Yes, yes. So I got to meet the love of my life. I don't know if this is breaking any um, agreements, but <laughs> it's fine. I met the love of my life in the scene, and we got to like mosh. Okay, at a this punk is show. in the scene. I thought you actually met the love of your life, oh. and you're importing him back from Mexico City or something. No, no, no. Yeah, just uh, in the whole scene or oh, whatever. You said it was what a Facebook it? dating app. Facebook so this was about app. you falling in love. Yes, I fell in love. So I'm like this hunk that this girl meets at the show. Um, we're gay, I, obviously, I guess. I showed up and that was a surprise to me. And I was like, okay, it's 2019, I don't care. So the love of your life you met in this ad was a girl? Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. I didn't know, but I was like, well, I don't care. Yeah, no, um, but it's interesting that you, they wouldn't tell you that in advance. <laughs> yeah, if I was like something else or religious, I mean, it would be, it would have been an issue, but it's not. But it was super fun, and they had me, like, stage diving, so they, like, hired stunt people to catch us when we flew into the stage or, like, the crowd. That's and perfect for a skateboarder. It was, like, me living out my uh, Avril Lavigne dreams. Oh, that's I felt funny. like a rock star. I was hearing Avril Lavigne stories yesterday, actually. Klaus, who you just met out front, Klaus Krabke, uh, a very long-time music producer and stuff. He was talking about there's a guy in L.A. who he does all the stuff, and he mentioned Avril Lavigne has the, the song Skater Boy. It was kind of this prepackaged song that they had already written. They had to find someone to fit it. Whoa. And they found her and packaged her and made it you know as if that was her that vibe and, an and i admit, admit even as an older skater that was a fantasy oh my god a girl that loves a skater because i grew up in an era when girls didn't love skaters okay so being a skater was not like yeah chicks think i'm hot because i'm a skater now chicks didn't really give a shit about you because you were a skater now mm. i think some chicks kind of think skaters are hot so it's uh, times have changed a little bit it's interesting yeah, yeah. so for an old guy that song like was a fantasy like whoa a girl actually likes a skater you know it's like so it's weird because when I was younger and I wasn't skating, I was like into skaters. I'm like, wow, they're so cool. And then like, I guess like teen years, obviously still into it, probably still into it by like high school. And then once I got really into it myself and was then able to like, do it, skaters. I was like, well, 
<laughs> I don't know. Is the interest there? I've been very picky. It, well, it's think. a mixed bag, to be honest. Some skaters are so into skateboarding, they're not really living in the real world. So it's kind of hard for a girl to. That's me, though. You know, but you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's funny. I found myself. Um, Ooh, no, I just I I feel like when I've dated non-skaters, that was always an issue because they'd be like, "When are you like? What do you What are you doing? What do you want to do today?" And all I'm I think to ride a pool of, with a bunch of boys. I was like, yeah. I'm like, we're going to go ride some pools and um, it's going to be an all day mission. So I don't know. But like, hopefully you have, have hobbies. ready for me when I get home. Yeah. I don't, well, that's the thing is I would compromise. So I would like make dinner and stuff. Yeah, I, like, understand. I would do everything. Well, life is a compromise. But, you, know. you know, life is a compromise. You have to figure it out. So let's talk about skateboarding. You love skateboarding. Obviously. So. Let, well, let me tell a story about how I met you. Um, they had do an event out in Arizona called SkaterCon. Um, the first one I went, it was really fun, skated a lot. And the second one was Paradise Valley Skate Park. And that's where I see this little freaking Asian chick flying around on her skateboard. And I'm like, <laughs> that chick's kind of cool. And what really caught my eye about you was you just went toe to toe with the guys. You just sat in the session and like there's 10 guys and you took as many runs, if not more than most of them. And, and I looked at your wheels, which were like 40 millimeters. They were so worn down because <laughs> you must skate so much. And, and I had just started doing power flex wheels. I'm like, Hey, if I got, you know, will you ride some wheels if I give them to? And you're like, okay. And I seriously had no concern about, you know, it wasn't like, Hey, will you ride for me? I actually hate asking people to ride for me. I like yeah. things to happen very organically. I don't really like, like, I'm not the guy who calls pros and looks up you like, oh, you got to let's do a contract where it's like, no, nah, they look, come around when they come to it. So so I remember just giving you some wheels and just like because uh, I thought it would be right because your wheels were really worn down and you ripped. So they that were was bad. That, that was it. I liked your style. Like, and I like I really liked that you were just seriously you were into it. You were having fun. I like that more than anything. Um, I and, remember that day. Yeah. And then I later that like day, waiting. the girls contest came up. and I think you won the bowl contest. And it's funny. Like, oh, okay, maybe she's better than I even paid attention to because I really <laughs> wasn't I wasn't like looking for someone to sponsor, <laughs> you know, um, and so then I remember your name, Janthavi. It's not your everyday name. You know, um, this is true. You know, I'm Jim. Fucking welcome. Hi, Jim. Duh. There's like only five in <laughs> Jim, my in my generation. There's only five. I don't know. Ten guys were named Jim. You know, <laughs> I actually was in a college course once with ten guys and ten girls and five of them were named Jim. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this is kind of embarrassing. So today people don't name kids Jim. They name him James. This is James. my son, James. That's my brother's name. Yeah. James. And then if someone calls him Jim in today's world. They're like, don't you call my kid Jim. He's not a gas station attendant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Slim Jim. It's so uh, yeah, so I met you in Paradise. And I don't even know how. Eventually, I think eventually down the line, I said, "Hey, if you ever want some more wheels, let me know." I really I liked your style. Uh, I liked your your just the way you carried yourself. But I so wasn't worried about the sponsorship thing. And at the time, you were also, you know, you were just the local Arizona girl. And I, and also, I, I noticed that you started actually kind of coming up yourself as far as building like Instagram following. And and I really could see even just by watching you on Instagram that you were having a lot of fun. Because um, from one day meeting you, I couldn't really know that much. Yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, and also, let's face it, you're pretty. I mean, and to me, I don't want to be the guy who's just like, oh, yeah, I tried to hook you up with this because you're cute. You know what I mean? That's not my, that was not what I'm trying to get out of it. I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, I think you're having a cute girl who also rips on your wheels is good. But I certainly don't just want to go around and go, I'm going to flow wheels every cute girl there is. You know, it's like, so, <laughs> I think there's um, definitely some people who do that. Oh, no, I know that. And so, I, but I don't want to, I didn't want to be that guy. So there's nef- never going to push that button. So I'm glad that our our relationship as far as, flowing into you eventually riding powerflex whatever and us becoming probably better friends was very organic you yeah know? and i like that so so this is that was probably three years ago maybe two I years ago i don't even know two years ago it might have been two and a half three. I don't know, something like that it's yeah, like two and a half um, well 2020 since is then a lot's corner. happened so let's let's talk about your life you you were a little skater local skater <laughs> girl and you just it seems like 
you started getting more attention and you started getting modeling gigs and sponsors and just kind of tell me how that developed. It was, oh man, how do, mm, let me, let me think. From the beginning, I started skateboarding when I was like 16 or 17. And how old are you now? I don't think we even covered that. 23. 23. And um, all my guy friends from high school, actually I knew them from middle school, would take me out and um, just show me the ropes. And then they got busy. We all got busy. But I was like, oh, well, I still want to skateboard. That's called getting cars and shit and having, being able to get away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go skate by myself. But I found a lot of joy in that. So I would just like get my headphones and then the way that I saw it was like, okay, I want to be really good at this, but you have to be disciplined. And that's kind of like with anything. Cause I did cheer, dance, track, karate, and jujitsu before. Cool. And all of those, a, my daughter was a cheerleader. So she was a flyer. So you know how stuff. expensive yeah. that is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you have to go to practice and all that. So I don't know. The only reason that I felt like I was good in those sports was because one, I invested money into it and you have to like, you don't want to waste your money. So you show up for practice and you go three times a week for two hours. The thing with skateboarding is that it's like so free. So, um, you can just do it at whenever it's convenient for you. One of my favorite you. things about it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But like for me at the time, I was like, I want to be good at this. Like I'm tired of going to the park and falling and like just not being satisfied. I was satisfied every time because it was fun learning. But there was a point where I was like, damn, like I need to like progress. So then I put myself on like a schedule and then it kind of just turned into like a ridiculous obsession where I like couldn't leave the park. <laughs> so it's like three or four days a week. And I know that either. I know that also. I mean, when I was younger, I used to spend ice to skate at least five or six days a week, if not seven. And if I went to the skate park, I would be there for six or seven hours yeah. until they turned the lights off at night. We, went to the, we were in the early, early days of skate parks when they were open till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. We'd go at five after dinner or whatever like that. And we wouldn't leave till they turned the lights off and said, get out. So it was, it's so nice. I mean, it's like, you don't at the time, like when you're skating, you're like, I don't need to go anywhere else. I have nothing on my mind. And you just kind of lose it for a few hours in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just go and lose it. The other times but, we lose it are for not always the good ways, but yeah, it's okay. exactly. But that's where it kind of started. And then like, I don't know, as far as like trying to build up myself, I guess, and just get out there a little bit more, I would, my best friend and I, like her car was shit. We were living together. And so I would carpool us every morning to her job and then mine and then the deal was that she would help me go out and film a quick skate line a quick clip yeah that's <laughs> so pretty we'd funny. go like downtown phoenix and then she'd film me for like 20 or 30 minutes and then i'd chop it up while she's driving my car to her work and then i'd have like a new edit every day so there's a little efficiency in your game you were like it was fun you were juggling you know you were like not wasting your time but making it all happen yeah, and it wasn't like, oh, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. Like, I need to be noticed. It was just, like, kind of a personal goal, and it was, like, very satisfying to make little fun, stupid edits. And for me, it was, like, I don't know. It was just exciting. And so that was my goal. I was, like, I want one little... Fun, stupid edits. That sounds like the only kind I do. Yeah, Because I'm not really good bit. enough to do anything <laughs> talented anymore, so I, I try to make them fun, and I know they're going to be stupid because I'm in them. So it's just, like, you know, I yeah. relate to that very much. So... I mean, it's fun. That's like when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was edit like little videos and skits. And so then it kind of like transferred into skateboarding and you get to play around with it. It's well, it's so much easier now. Things. I mean, here's an example. I bought a computer for the first skateboard videos we edited. I owned a company called Acme back in the early 90s and um, it was $26,000. Okay, it was $10,000 server and the, the hard drives were $4,500 each and they were four gigabytes. 
and uh, and the video card was six thousand dollars and it had twenty megabytes of RAM on it, and that was state of the art. Okay, what? and this thing could record like one minute of video at a time. Um, that's uh, that's then <laughs> it was it was fast as you could get in a computer right then but the difference is we made skateboard videos and we sold 10,000 copies of them and they retailed for 29.95 and they wholesale for four I mean so we actually yeah. we made our money back yeah and then in the generation now everything's done for free you know everything's mm-hmm. giveaway everything's for promotion um, but I also can do an easier video on my phone you know yeah. I mean a much easier Seriously, movie. everything I post I'm do on my phone I edit on on whatever it is because these movie. are like little computers in our hands they are so and then when they're really extra fast computers mm-hmm. so uh I think uh not long ago I had got a phone or something and I, I equated that like the, the first I bought a ram chip for one of our Macs at work for like thirteen hundred dollars for like a 32 megabyte chip megabyte we're not talking gigabytes we're talking megabytes mm. there's a thousand megabytes in one gigabyte now if you get eight gigabytes of ram in your computer that's like not that much you know what I mean it's like I yeah. want 16 you know so but I was looking at it and I go well I my, my phone has what would have been eight million dollars in in, in RAM on you know in storage space uh, compared yeah. to what I paid for those those computers back then so um, times have definitely changed Holy it's a smokes. lot easier I know I'm like yeah. I wish you could see my face <laughs> yeah when someone yeah when someone brings us a video of us like in the uh, 70s film or an old photo we get so excited because so little was filmed nor captured and you didn't see a lot of it because it was literally if it was printed the or took the picture printed it and you, unless it was you got later and we were sponsored and we had a few the grant britons or whatever who would give us a slide or something we could use we don't get to see most of even what was shot of us when we were younger because there's no instagram it didn't get put up immediately yeah um, and uh and now it's amazing just to see that everybody can film everything every day most everything i post I literally, i'll be at the skate park i'll just be skating and i'll go okay well you gotta post something to stay current in this world i hand someone on my phone and go film a run you know yeah. i definitely don't have time to film all day long and edit the best ones which is like you're getting the run that i have time to hand some on my phone for and yeah and that's what it is and uh and it's interesting because it wild. does tie us all together yeah i feel like i can appreciate like the whole what is it iphone lines and whatnot but a part of me does kind of miss like the time that it took to like make a actual video i was on amazon looking for cameras yesterday because i was like i kind of want to do a little series or something yeah it would be fun like i'd like to i wish we were recording this because people do like to look at people's faces when they talk and so on and so forth and uh but i don't have all the equipment i just one of these days i'll I'll get around to it something i can record all these episodes and put them on youtube as well yeah all this stuff now is just going on audio channels spotify and and itunes and i'm just getting out there but still um you can't can't watch it and unfortunately i realize a lot of the younger generation if they don't think they can watch it it's not worth listening to so for those of you who are listening right now and about to hang up because we're you know, stop stop it because you're not looking at us. Fuck off, okay? <laughs> get, get old school, would you? I, mean, uh, I enjoy podcasts, but that's because I drive so much. So. Well, I think that's what it's I found different. is a lot of people a lot of people plug them in when they drive. So say mm-hmm. hi to everyone while you're driving. Hey, on I-5 and I-10 and 295, where the hell you are. Yeah, exactly. So let's get more and about then, your skateboarding. So how did, how did it start coming together that you got more kind of involved, invited in the scene, so to speak, as far as people giving you products and... You know, like I said, mine was very organically. I, I just thought it was cool. You're a cool little skater. And, and, and then watching you grow was interesting for me. Like, wow, she's getting attention. And people are paying attention to her. And you're getting modeling gigs and stuff like that. And um, and let's face it, it's a very male-dominated sport. Women are growing. Yeah. Women are growing, are progressing faster than men. I've been a big proponent of women skateboarding. I think women have outpaced men talent-wise in the last decade as far as where they were to where they are now. You know, men yeah. have continued to get better, but women have... Num- greater numbers of women have started jumping in and then the ones that were there are getting better so I'm really impressed with with female skating but 
there's a lot of men skating and you're yeah. a pretty girl and you do put something out there and men pay attention to it it's a weird thing it doesn't doesn't work the same way for a guy it's, it's just a strange good and bad oh attention. absolutely so uh, there's like that's probably one of the things where you're just like oh god like all the time if you post a clip you're gonna get those comments that are like like you're so hot well like the shit that's like oh well i wouldn't get attention for this when like I don't know. Like, oh, well, it's she almost like it's like, do why this. do I have a podcast? Why are you fucking listening? Don't listen if you don't want to listen to me. Yeah. Okay. And exactly. if someone doesn't want to watch you watch your video, just scroll past it. That's it's all like, I look at. It comes oh, right down to I'd it. I usually just but, delete and block. Yeah. <laughs> but that's people that unfortunately that's people that are insecure with themselves. Yeah. Because they're not getting the attention. I know there's better skaters than me. Yeah. I just happen to have grown up in the right place, got sponsored young was good enough to become a pro skateboarder went on and made a couple million skateboards i kind of implanted myself into the skateboard world and mm -hmm. there's probably a lot more people that are more dedicated that are more committed they probably think well, fuck that guy whatever it's like that and the bottom line who fucking cares yeah. you know what i mean power is taken not given so take take charge and do what works for you right and like i don't know i i'm like in my head i'm like okay i'm just having fun personally obviously always want to progress but i don't have like a goal to be like a professional i don't have this goal to be like the most recognized and like, i would discourage you from you know? even trying that because it's like I'm just, people who chase that get really sad you get burnt out and like it's just fun to do it as your hobby well, you posted a video and, and, you know? and i literally miss a lot of stuff on social media mm -hmm. uh, i really don't sit and look at it all day long whatever pops up so mm -hmm. if i saw a video of you skating somewhere down a hill and you're like gold sparkly dress or something like that see that to me was like no this is skateboarding this is real this is laughing being but at the same point that hill was not slow or like <laughs> i still would have been kind of sketched drive riding down that hill and you were charging it with style and to me that's good enough it's like that was like Someone's out there having fun, being themselves. To yeah. me, that's the ultimate skateboard. The worst skateboard in the world is the one who sits there and practices one thing for hours on end over and over again and doesn't make it as unhappy and throwing their board and angry. It's like skateboarding isn't supposed to be about getting angry. If you progress, it's supposed to be because you've been riding your skateboard so much. You love the feeling under your feet so much. You want to try something a little more tricky and you push yourself to get it done. That's rad. But yeah. when you like beat yourself up and destroy your own self-esteem and like not crush fun. it's not fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, to me, skateboarding is supposed to be fun. I want to clown around. I don't want to like kill myself for anybody. And yeah. th that's a sad thing for an older guy like me to have been around all these years and, and never stopped skateboarding to watch a generation of kids growing up. Like to be a pro skateboarder now, you almost have to fucking kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, you have to put yourself at literally risk of death at all times it's to be so noticed. Ridiculous. It's, it's like, beyond oh, ridiculous. My God. That's why I'm like, that's not necessarily my goal. And I think that's kind of how things evolved was like a lot of my sponsors would kind of notice that, I'm just having fun. I mean, like, so I ride for Gator Skins and Haritos, and that my friend Garrett is the team manager. But I remember, like, a few years ago, he used to have a half pipe in his backyard, and they were, um, it was Wasabi Wednesdays or Wasabi Sessions. And we would just go and skate there. He would always, like, Is teach Haritos me chips or is it drinks? Drinks, like drinks. the Mexican okay. soda. All right, yeah. Okay, I know. Those are pineapple and all that. Yummy. Yeah. You didn't bring me a case? I don't have. Okay, leave right the now. building right now. Fuck Haritos, off! You're, I, I don't one. like you anymore. <laughs> God. I'm like I'm actually out. So. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> save me a bottle when you get some more. Do they make horchata? Sure. I don't know. I, like I should know too. this. They do mostly fruit stuff. I think I've yeah, seen. Yeah, it's like all the, fruit, like fruit punch, guava, mango, pineapple. I know the pineapple one. I remember. Um, what else is there? Are they an lemon, Arizona company? Lemon lime. Sorry. Are they an Arizona company? No, no. They're from I believe it's all based out of Mexico. Oh, okay. I think. 
I want to say, but yeah. Well, because you usually see it at the, the Mexican uh, restaurant or whatever, the, yeah. you know, Alejandro's, when you're getting your three real tacos with guacamole, they have the jaritos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, those all kind of came naturally. Like, yeah. I think most of my sponsors have come naturally. There's one that I get shit on for, and, like, I personally am like, yeah, fuck you guys. Um, not the sponsor, but, like, people that have judgments about it. But Vans started flowing me. And I know, like, kind of like you said, there's definitely people out there that are, like, and you know they're better than you or maybe you're, like, more deserving, they say. Yeah. But I didn't fucking ask for it. Like well, wait a second. Let's, let me, let's just think. Let's talk about that. I tried. It's funny. I interviewed one of the little J.D. Sanchez, one of my little kids. And I go, do you know why I sponsor you? And he's like, I don't know. Kind of. Know. I talked about it. I, it's one of the biggest problems, I think, in skateboarding is people confuse what sponsorship is. You give people things because you hope they're going to help you sell product okay selling product isn't based on the best people some of the best skaters in history have not sold product because if you don't have the look the vibe the attitude you don't really sell product so you could be a top five dude in every contest or girl and if you have a bad attitude don't have a a a presentable look that people like and so on so you're not really driving any sales of anything that's just the reality so vans is a fashion brand it's like four billion dollar a year company it sells fashion most of the people who buy vans are not skateboarders Um, skateboarders are very fortunate that vans chooses skateboarding as their primary marketing tool which means they put an excessive amount of money into skateboarders probably more than they get returned just from skateboarders but skateboarders they're using as their influence to sell that junior high kid that high school kid whatever like that okay and those girls they all dress like and they they all dress like skaters and they're looking for a good vibe okay so you're a good-looking girl who also skates who's got style so on so forth that's more valuable to vans than an amazing skate girl who has no natural style or doesn't really draw a lot of attention to her as a person her skating might be amazingly talented but the value on the fashion side the look is actually more valuable and some people can't let go of that let's face it we don't get to choose how we look right we don't really don't you mean if we're pretty we're ugly whatever we don't get to choose so Mm -hmm. you got to just take what you got and use it because that's what you get you know so true um and if you have i mean i think so so you as far as riding wearing and riding vans i mean you're you're a, a good draw as far as i'm concerned they? But I definitely understand the the narrow, let's call it the narrow-minded The narrow-minded, yeah. I know, it's so annoying. Well, it's just like when we first decided, okay, like, we'll flow you some. My friend Danny, he's a rep out in, like, the Southwest region. And I'd known him for years. I met him, like, four years ago at this uh, warehouse party. And I sucked at skateboarding. But that all night I was skating. I did not leave that ramp. And so he gave me a shoe coupon or whatever. Then we became friends. And I remember I was like... We had, he donated some product for like one of my events. And then we had like a, we just talked for a long time this night. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I'd love to ride for Vans one day. I don't expect it because you're my friend. I know you have to work for it. But like one of these days, like that would be a goal because I've always liked these shoes since I was a kid. And then three years later, I helped Cowtown, the local skate shop. um, Trent. Trent and Laura and then I collabed with them and then Vans and we did a skate clinic and all these kids showed up and like we just and skate after school helped out we had a really good time but I was wearing strays and I love strays too you know obviously um I Mirko is great and he choking on my own spit that's okay (laughs) he flowed me for a while and then Danny's like why are you wearing strays and I was like well Vans are expensive so I don't know. He's like, but you're doing an event for Vans. I was like, Vans are still expensive. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, 
Well, you know what? I think I think that you've like deserved it, or you like you've earned it. And I'm like, really? And so I got a box like the next week. It was crazy. And then now I just that's cool. I mean, boxes, let's face it, things, things happen just, the way they happen. They're organic. Yeah. Um, I think sponsorship again is. I mean, it's it's super unclear what sponsorship is. I mean, there were there were times when you know, I mean, when the street culture of skateboarding was so dominant that. Guys that were top ten and very sellable in every other way, guys that were tranny riders couldn't even get anyone to give them a skateboard. Yeah. You know, when I made skateboards in the nineties, there's so many dudes. I mean, Sandro Diaz, one of these gnarly guys from Brazil, did nine hundreds. I used to make him a dozen boards out of my factory because he didn't have a sponsor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yet there were street guys that, as far as even sellability, there was nothing about them. But because street was considered so cool, yeah. they were getting stuff thrown in their lap. I mean, so sponsorship can get really skewed too, based yeah. on you know people's perceptions and politics and all that. And uh, but ultimately, sponsorship is about you giving someone product who you think increases the in, increases the image of your company actually makes mm-hmm. people want to wear ride eat whatever is the product because of this person uh, or just overall supports what they're trying to accomplish it's really not just about being good yeah just having like a good I don't know like good attitude about life yeah personality, good vibes I'm, I'm people see I mean believe yeah. it or not there's people that don't like and I actually know it because I mean I know so many people and so many people are honest with me they'll even come up and tell me things afterwards that people mutter under their breath or like that but there are some skaters that get bummed out when I show up because I laugh too much and have too much fun you know what I mean and they then they yeah. take they take it so seriously guys from my own generation that were pro skaters were like that they're so like serious about themselves Just, I think it irritates them that I skate as good as I do, even though I don't skate as good as them, but I put so little effort into it. Like, I'm trying to like, I'm going to be gnarly today because they're still trying to be gnarly. You know what I mean? They get real serious about it. Like, dude, you're fucking 50 years old. Grow the fuck up. Go have some fun and get over yourself. Look at your old pictures from the 80s when you used to fly through the air. Like, you're never going to fly through the air like you did in the 80s. So just, just grow the fuck up and just, just go enjoy riding skateboards and i come and i laugh and i giggle when i fall down and it really pisses some people off they really do not like it like oh, fuck you crazy yeah. and that cracks me up i mean it's like uh you know which just actually like makes it more fun. fun for me to irritate them because you know to me there's nothing more fun than irritating a grumpy person <laughs> so um i'm not very grumpy and you don't yeah. take me as someone who gets grumpy very easy either no, no yeah. not at all smiling's a lot more i think takes a lot less effort and that's kind of the whole point of it is like a lot of people have taken out the fun in things and that's where all the judgments come from and the saltiness. Well, I would say keep doing what you do because the bottom line is if you're, you're probably not doing anything right if you're not bothering anybody. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, true. Because unfortunately there's so many grumpy people that, you know, you, you can't change the grumpy people. All you can do is, uh, is just smile and keep moving on. That's true. I know it especially got weird when it started like merging into modeling with skate because obviously companies started wanting to hire skaters for campaigns and whatnot. And like people were like, oh, that's our culture. And I'm like, you know what? You well, they're going to do it anyways. Yeah. That's the thing is when something And I'm like, gets do they big, want like a person who can't even skate? Yeah. In no, it? they don't. Um, so. that, that's the, the one of the hardest contradictions about skateboarding is like the fake culture. You know what I mean? Like Thrasher magazine will say, oh, we're so, they're so hardcore. They're not hardcore at all, dude. They sell hundreds of thousands of t-shirts a month to kids that don't skate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because they, they, they hold up an image of being hardcore. They're not really hardcore. They're just, you know, they, they got Kim Kardashian wearing a Thrasher shirt and they're stoked. It's yeah. making them rich. You know, yeah. it's like, but you know, they won't, they won't put that down, but then they'll put down if, if some 
considered non-skate brand steps in and says, oh, we want to use skateboarding in our ads. You know, you should be stoked because if they use skateboarding in their ads, it means the public is paying attention to skateboarding and that narrow-minded freaking city council in whatever Peoria, Illinois, now is going to build a skate park because they think skateboarding is okay. Take their fucking money and and do it. And I've said for a long time, I think women skateboarding, women professional skateboarders, eventually I think are going to make more money than men. Because skateboarding in my era, the 80s, all your money was made from hard goods, your board sales, your, you know, whatever wheels, whatever you had. Uh, and unfortunately, that's so obliterated with hundreds and hundreds of pro models that nobody sells any volume of product anymore. Mm-hmm. To, so that's been destroyed. So all the only money that you make there is uh, clothing and, so- and you know, Red Bulls and soft drink shoes, so on and so forth. Okay. But and. and Advertising for men in general is more limited. What beer, soda, you know, beer guys are always hesitant of skateboarding because they're such a young culture, so they're probably not going to put a lot into skateboarding. Soda guys, you know, maybe a little bit, and we see that the Red Bulls and stuff as well. But then when you talk about women, you've got freaking multi levels of fashion. You've got uh, makeup. You've got. You know, I mean, I saw Tampax commercials. I mean, you've got, but I'm just saying women, women probably outspend men on fashion alone, 10 to one, you know, uh, a lot of accessories. So a lot of accessories. Yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, guys might have a wallet and a, and a, and a watch. A girl has freaking bangles and necklaces and hair clips and just, yeah, just so yeah. many things. And the thing is, you now those companies are multi-billion dollar companies. The women's skateboard market needs to go to those people and take their money. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, Maybelline, maybe not every girl wants to be a, a Maybelline like what the Maybelline ad looks like or like that. But you know, if they've got $2 billion a year and they spend a hundred million dollars in advertising, skateboarders need to grab a million dollars of that because they're a viable part of that company's market. Anyways, they need to take that money and say, let's make sure women make lots of money and prize money and, and this and that. And we can use vans as an example. Mm-hmm. Vans like equalize the pay for women and men in the, in the skateboard contest yeah. in one way that's completely not realistic because they're mm-hmm. not getting the return from women that they are from men because they have way more men doing it right yeah. but vans is also a fashion company you know um and uh and they're building their the, you know so so for them to do that that's a choice and i mm-hmm. admire them for that because they're helping i've also had you know one of the top women proponents of skateboarding we want to mention her name you get mad at me once when she looked at skateboarding as equal as like it was an equal rights thing like well skate girl skateboarders should make the same as men i go Skateboarding is based on marketing. You make what you what you drive. So so if you're modeling and and most men skateboarding can't get a modeling job, you can end up making more off skateboarding than a guy because he doesn't have the modeling option or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, but as far as just because because you ride a skateboard, it, if there's more men skateboarders than women skateboarders, for the most part, men are going to make more until women tap the ad dollars that come towards their their share of it. You know, and I use the example of like, you think the WNBA player should make the same as the NBA? And she said, yes. And I go, well, that's that's idiocy because the NBA has packed arenas with a $4 billion, you know, contract with whatever NBC or Fox were for the thing. And that's how they make their money. If mm-hmm. the women had full, full stadiums and, you know, and had a $4 billion contract, then they'd all be sharing that money too. So that's yeah. the reason there's less money for them. It's not because they're women. It, you know, so yeah. it's not an equal pay thing. It's a, okay. If you're an accountant, if a man's an accountant and a woman's an accountant, yeah, they should get to pay the same things. That's doing the same job. Yeah. But when you're in a marketing job, it's about what kind of attraction you bring and money all comes from 
from demand and stuff Level like that. So it was engagement. funny. And I was getting this argument that like I was an idiot because no, it's about equal rights. And I go, you know, it's not even talking about rights. It's like it's like saying that every concert performer should get paid the same. Of course they don't. Some people sell out stadiums and some people play in a freaking little club. You know, it's yeah. like you you make money according to what kind of draw you have, not mm-hmm. whether you're a male or a female. You know, yeah. so. Uh, I'm glad that Van stepped up and did that for female skateboarders. But I also think, like I said, long-term, I think female skateboarders have a lot of potential that's still very untapped. And they're going to get eventually. So (laughs) I'm I'm enjoying watching it, to be honest. Okay, well, while you're waiting this out at home, with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.com. I know, no March Madness or any of your leagues, but betonline.com still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And sports aren't totally done yet. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.com and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. For my listeners, 50% off with your promo code MYPOD100. Bet online, the fun never ends. It's crazy, honestly. Like, I went to the first uh, Women's Battle of the Barracks, and that was exciting. I'm like, I felt like I was a part of history, but I don't know. I think, like, where I stand with everything is so mellow. Like, I don't know how to say it without sounding ignorant or, like, maybe just somebody who isn't standing for something, but... How can I put this? <laughs> I love it. I just, I just don't really give a fuck. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I don't well, know. Like, way, and that's me, not just know, supposed me, to sound like, I don't question. give a fuck. Are you having fun? Yeah. Well, then then you don't need to give a fuck. It's like, I just don't care. And and that's kind of about a lot of things in this world. And I should probably care well, more. Well, let's clarify but that. Part you of me is you like, You don't I'm not s- care about I'm people, happy. right? You care yeah. about people. I care about people. Yeah, you care about your well-being. friends. You care about... That's so different than not giving a fuck about what judgmental people think. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of you for not giving a fuck about what judgmental people think. I think, well, definitely sometimes you're like, oh, well, that kind of stings. But then at the end of the day, you're like, well... Like when you sit back and kind of reflect on everything, you're like, well, I'm happy. I have this. I have that. I have this. I've got my friends. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not um, depressed right now. <laughs> right now. Well, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, there's a thing too. I'm, I'm like a very my positive person. Great. Everything's fine. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, just that depression thing. We all get depressed. Yeah. That's oh, for one sure. Thing. And, and I think uh, Christmas Eve day um, so. and even not giving a fuck, you know what I mean? Is, is a good way to just get stuff off your chest and not uh, hold on to the stress, but we just all get not depressed. get rowled up. Yeah, I, for sure. I think everybody has yeah. moments. You know, and, and let's face it, like social media fakes people. I, I pretty much oh. post positive stuff on social media. When I'm depressed, I'm just sitting here quiet. Yeah. You know, I don't post something on social media. I'm not saying I've never posted anything whiny or pouty on there. I mean, we all have at some point, but I mean, yeah. uh, for the most part, so people who get caught up in that and think, oh my God, you live the ultimate life. I live a pretty awesome life. But uh, I, people ask me, how's it going? I go, I have a good list and a bad list. My bad list could curl your toes. I, I mean, I had a big skateboard factory. I lost it. I had all sorts of debt and, and gnarly shit. I've been through a lot of crazy stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to dwell on that all day long. What, yeah. what good is that? You know what I mean? I'm going to look at what, what's good that I can do today. How mm-hmm. much fun can I have? I'm happy that we're here talking. I'm happy that I've met a lot of friends along the way so that I can do this podcast. Because I'd love to have this conversation with you anyways. Yeah. Right? But now mm-hmm. because we're ingrained in this culture we get to have the conversation and put it out there for people to listen to and it, it kind of 
keeps me in the mix of skateboarding keeps and keeps me knowing bit. what's going on from from youngsters to olders. I'm stoked that you know Lance Mountain was sitting there a couple of weeks ago. We're doing a podcast, and he's my age, 56, 57, and you're 23 sitting there. And I feel still that I still feel that I'm connected to you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we've skated together and we met each other through skateboarding. And um, so to me, my life is is golden. Yeah. But yeah, I got a freaking not gnarly list of shit that just if i rattled that off i could depress everybody on facebook yeah you know i mean but what good would that be what is up super excited about a new sponsor for my show true classic tees they're based in la and their t-shirt company that's on the rise t-shirts are soft they hold up in the wash and they're incredibly versatile you can wear them out you can wear them to work out or around the house it sounds like we're going to be hanging around the house a lot more for at least a little while. Um, the best part, they're incredibly cheap, only 15 bucks. And now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code BLEAV for 20% off. That's BLEAV, believe. BLEAV at trueclassictees.com. Check it out. Right. I think it's a uh, it's important for me sometimes to share like the good, but also just a tiny bit of the bad because I feel like there's well, you some need to people hide it that you're real. Yeah, exactly. And some people kind of need to hear like vulnerability because whoever they're following probably isn't going to share like their darker moments and so then people try to like hide and mask those things. Yeah. And so well, that's I, I, I mentioned always when you noticed. said depression, I say live. I want people to know I get depressed. I, oh, yeah. I I get sad, depressed. I mean, I sometimes I don't I don't want to walk out the door because I just don't feel good and I oh, you know, I sure. want life to be easier, I want life to be better, you know. It's like I want to be happier. Yeah. You know, and there's times I'm the happiest person on earth. It's so confusing, isn't it? <laughs> it is really, it is really confusing. I know there's like days well, where I'm like Woo! The, sad, the point about that is I want someone out there who sits and listens and they're sad all the time to realize they're not the only one who gets sad. Yeah. And, 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 but, but unfortunately you have to force yourself out of the sadness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's really hard. There's not that much that takes you out of it other than you allowing yourself to let go from it. Yeah. And let you, you have to find happiness. I could go out right now and we could go find shit, right? We could drive around and see homeless people, yeah. people going through rough things and we could dwell on that and just be sad. Or we could go out and we could see that pretty painting on the side of the building or the beautiful flowers on the corner or that nice house or that beautiful, you know, person walking by in a cool outfit. And we kind of, we can absorb the, the positive. Yeah. I just like the positive. I don't ignore the negative. I don't disrespect the negative. I don't, but I you're don't, not seeking I it. don't try to sweep it under the rug, but I don't, uh, I try not to grip onto it because yeah. I don't see any value in it. Yeah. You know? um, and when people bitch a lot about all the stuff going on, I go, but are you doing anything about it? You know, if you want to bitch about something all the time and complain and like these people are being held back, these people are being oppressed. What organization are you part of? Are you working at the fucking counter signing people up? Are yeah. you, I mean, if you march at the rally, fuck marching at the rally. Are you doing anything? You know I mean? Are you, I'm the yeah. kind of guy who, if I want to make something happen, I'm going to go to the city. I'm going to go to the government. I'll take my time. I mean, for skateboarding, I sat in the Senate judicial committee in California to, to get the laws passed to help the skate parks get built and stuff like that. You know, if you're going to be part yeah. of it, be part of it. That's you know? why I like hosting like events and stuff, doing like the nonprofits or skate clinics. Let's talk about that. You did that recently. And, um, I know you did something in Arizona. Tell us what you did. It was an art show uh, with Vans in Cowtown. So we had like a whole bunch of industry artists and then local artists turn in all of their, like whether it was photography or skateboards or grip tape with paint on it. We hosted like an auction raffle type thing. So I got like some companies to donate some stuff for our raffle. We had people purchase raffle tickets. And I think the most winning one was like the boosted board because it's like this crazy expensive electric skateboard. But we also um, got vans to buy boards and grip tape. Um, 
and we sold those for like $35. We had 66 people participate in the grip art workshop. So we just like had them sit down and do art together. And then the auction was sick because we just had all that stuff displayed. And um, we ended up raising like $7,000 or more. And that's all to build the Central Skate Phoenix Plaza. So, I mean, to me, I was like, I wanted to do something that was involved with like art and skateboarding. And then it just kind of evolved into more and more. And then we just raised a whole bunch of money. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. That's cool. Well, I'm proud yeah. of you because I think uh, ultimately making things happen is important. Yeah. You know, you can, you can you know, talk the talk. But if you don't walk the walk, what good is it? We talked the talk since like May. So it was like, OK, October hit. Well, I and get I was it. Like, I mean, we sometimes go. we talk for a long time. But ultimately, um, I le- that's one thing I learned, you know even as having kids and raising them get through school and all that. Um, I never really thought about it cause it was a different time when my, when I was a cool, my parents didn't even go to my school, you know what I mean? But we went to everything in our kids school, you know, and, uh, and yeah. participated in every, you know, whatever fall fair or whatever we, you know, work a booth or, or, or contribute in some way, help set up, do something. And mm-hmm. you'd realize that, you know, a lot of people take so much for granted. They just mm-hmm. show up and they expect it all to be done. And the school districts are not putting up the money for it. Half the stuff that's not done there is paid for by the parents. Um, and the only reason that event even takes place is because the 30 parents actually donated their time. Uh, and let's face it, my time is as valuable. I have as much going on as probably any other parent in that freaking school with businesses and skateboarding. And, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. run the gamut, but I donate my time to, to be there for my kids and to help make sure that thing's good. But you realize that the other 90% of the parents took it for granted that it all just happens. Yeah. It just all happens. No, it's because people volunteered and made things happen. And Take so you want something to happen, kids. you can yeah. talk about it all day long. People always, I always joke about it. They, them, they did they did this. Well, guess who they is? They is fucking you. You need mm-hmm. to go out and do something if you want something to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you can't just talk about it. Now, you want a skate park in your town? Go to the city council. Ask them how, what it takes to get a skate park in your town. When they shut, when they shut the door in your face, Find out what the other what the other entrance is. Just keep going because mm-hmm. the louder you are, then they then they, they give up trying to shut you down. But if you just turn around and walk away, you just got Come shut up with down. With a plan and yeah. everything. I mean, skateboarders are supposed to be freaking ballsy. Be ballsy. Get in there and freaking make that shit happen. <laughs> you know, like what you talked about earlier. You know, you go, went skateboarding for hours a day. That's a big argument when I when I tell people or talk to people about skateboarding and and cities and things like that. It's like, okay, you know, my kids played soccer. You know, every kid grows up and plays soccer anymore. They play all sorts of sports. They go to practice once a week for an hour, and they play a game for an hour on a Saturday. They don't go to the park every day after school and kick their soccer ball with their friends because they're not they're not really doing it for that. Skateboarding is a whole different thing. They want to be there. And the yeah. kid's doing it five days a week, seven hours a day. The, the use of your skate park so much far outpaces the use of any basketball court or tennis court or baseball field that you build you know mm-hmm. what i mean and uh and a lot of cities don't get that till they build one they're like jesus that skate park there's more people who use that thing every day than anything else in the city i yeah. know ours in costa mesa is definitely by far the most used recreation facility from the yeah. second they open that thing in the morning till the second sweet. they close it you know, <laughs> i know I'm like that one's great do you like costa mesa yeah the yeah, little me, peanut bowl me and my friends designed so that, fun. that was, i started a group called the skate park coalition <sighs> and got uh uh just a lot of local guys um shops to hand out flyers and we we actually paul schmidt helped us we actually put those you know things that come in the come in the mail the like coupons for like dry cleaning all that we actually put something in there like you know do you want a skate park in your town and we encourage people to join our group and uh we went to all these recreation master planning meetings i mean we fought hard and we learned and 
um, and we got that uh, got that built. And, and Costa Mesa yeah. is a fun park. It um, is. But Good the best, job. The best part about Costa Mesa, from my standpoint, is for its size. It's not a big park. Um, we most of street stuff is in linear lines, so people aren't crisscrossing. Yeah. So people fly up the Euro Gap. They fly off that quarter pipe in the bank. That was my idea. I will always take credit for it's that amazing. because people <laughs> launch off that thing all day long, all yeah. day long, one after another. So the park has a bit of capacity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you took all the people typically of that park and say you took them to Etney's Park, which is four times larger, they'd mm-hmm. all run into each other yeah. because it's not very well thought out. Okay, so I think skate parks have a long way to go as far as blending the need for people. To, to, for a lot of people to be able to get a ride that's so why yeah. that's so yeah we're proud of Costa Mesa a little peanut bowl super fun to warm up in and cruise around in mm-hmm. the street course kind of works as far as the, the direction that it goes um, we built that super steep little quarter pipe thing in front of the pool so nobody would shoot boards in the pool from from the little street area and that thing that's turned smart. in they call it the angry inch or something now or something like that it's a little wow. you know super steep yeah. quarter pipe and everyone loves that people kill that thing now when we built that we didn't expect them to be able to ride that at all um I just saw a clip. Ryan Reyes did like a launch from there into like the street area. Oh, oh, off the side. Yeah, I totally could see that. Yeah. And when we built that, we would never have assumed that was possible. It is possible. uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, that part came out well. We're really, really (laughs) proud of that. I love it. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you like it. Most people have fun at Costa Mesa, which Um, is the goal of a skate park. Yeah. If if you build a skate park where you only want to like, dude, we're going to have some of the gnarliest pros come out of there because we built the gnarliest bowl possible. I go, but what about the 98% of the rest of the population? Intermediates. (laughs) You know. um, Exactly. Okay, all right. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a pause right here because Jantha has to pee. Um, she only wanted to lip that to me. She didn't want to say it out loud I because she's a classy girl. Sorry. She doesn't want to say pee. So we're gonna. It's okay. All right, Jantha just got done peeing, so we're gonna start again. How how mm-hmm. was how was the bathroom, Jantha An experience. Isn't it amazing? You know, sometimes peeing is the best thing you can do. It's just a wonderful <laughs> feeling. Let's make people, everyone like really uncomfortable right flow. now and just talk about peeing. I like going with the flow of things. Going with the flow of things, yes. yes. yes There's yes, something yes. just like, oh my God, that was so amazing. <laughs> you know, great. how was your day? Well, you know, I had a good lunch. I would pee three times and every time it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> I know, I drink too much coffee. I was like, wow, yeah, okay. I do like coffee way too much as well. So, um, horsey. <laughs> So what were we talking about? We were talking about you did an event and then we got involved in skate parks. And uh, let's talk about Mm. what's your favorite thing on earth to skate? My favorite thing is just a freaking good bowl. My hometown one in Tempe is... I mean, there's like literally nothing that beats it. It's and so fun. As far fun. as what about the flow, the size? The flow, the... the size. Like, it's just easy to, it's where I learned. And so it's what I know. And like, I just, that's where I learned how to go fast. And yeah. I don't know. My that's, favorite that's thing. That's, on, that's my favorite thing, period, most. is going fast. You I know? just like going fast more than anything. Yeah. And it's like that bowl was, it was, ah, my gosh. I just remember when I was a teenager and like, Trying to learn it was which so wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, of course. But says when, the old guy. But when it like clicked to me, like when I finally got the flow of that thing, I was like, yeah, this is my fucking bowl, and I'm gonna charge it. And whenever I show up to this park, I'm gonna fucking go crazy because I can now because I've worked all these years to feel comfortable. Well, it, it in this is bowl. a good feeling when you drop in it. somewhere and you know when you roll out, people look and go, damn. You know what I mean? Because that's just they felt that your power, your style, or I don't do a lot of tricks anymore, but I do love if I go and I go really fast, and I only. Like going fast i seriously feel like i'm gonna fall off my skateboard if i slow down yeah. you know and it's nice when you roll out people go jam you went so fast i, I never feel like i'm going fast enough ever i yeah. feel like the faster the better i just want my body to go as fast as it can there's something it's my inner inner, inner primal animal Speedy or whatever <laughs> <You know? 
<laughs> because I can't do any other tricks. That's too. So my it covers up my lack of tricks. Oh my god! So, you know, like I didn't do anything. Oh, dude, you were killing it. No, I didn't do. I really didn't do anything other than carve around. But ultimately, yeah. carving around good is kind of a trick, I guess. Just flowing. I mean, it's fun. That's that's my, probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do, I do like just the fluidity of the motion of a skateboard. I love. Uh, I love pumping. I guess that's why I like bowls. Uh, yeah. Because whether it's a, a, a little pump bump or just a hip or anything, you just bend your knees even, and, like, and talk pump about out of it. Just really the, the it's like a to me it's a roller coaster. It's the feeling of going over one, just the dropping down the next dip, and, and the fact it's in your control of when you're going to go through it. I love that. True. So, and when I'm on a roller coaster, I think of skateboarding. I see it coming. It's going to go right turn. I like. I think like I'm carving you the bowl. You need to like just, pump with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Skateboarders are weird. I'm, I guess I'm glad to be a skateboarder. <laughs> we enjoy the the small things. It's nice. We well, appreciate that's a, them. I think that's an awesome thing about being a skateboarder. Some people really super complicate their lives. And when we all do the same thing, we need to work, make money, pay bills, buy things, whatever we can, you know, to get ourselves comfortable with that. But skateboarders, the release of riding a skateboard, the feeling of being able to get out there and get yeah. that tension off your system by as simple as as rolling in and carving around you know it's that's, really nice it's I mean, amazing don't ever take it keeps it for me granted. from killing people yeah God, if i didn't have skateboard maybe i would kill people with your skateboard with oh, my with skateboard, skateboard that yeah. you don't have yeah it's definitely keeping me sane i mean you think you're sane yeah let's talk about that i don't think you're sane i think you're kind of crazy but that's i good. think so <laughs> i do okay i spent the last year just like working my butt off so i went I worked full time at this physical therapy office. I've done this all my life, just work at like random jobs. But for some reason, I've always landed like nice big girl jobs. So I worked in real estate. I worked in a f- like a physical therapy office, optometry, medical sales, all these random jobs. And on the side of that, I would do the skateboarding gigs. So this is where I was insane, where I would like finish work in Arizona drive out that night sleep somewhere like hostel or whatever friend's house this was before i had a lot of friends out here then i'd work a gig out here and then i'd finish that gig and then i'd drive home get ready to work an entire week the next week and i did that for like two years and then this past year i did that until about june or july july is when i quit my job and was like fuck it i'm getting enough work out of here that i should just try to go and like emerge fully into skateboarding and like also modeling and then I did that saved up my money spent three months on the road which was like freaking insane it was like skate trips and yeah just a whole bunch of skate trips and then work in between and then being a little nomad and now I'm finally in a place where I'm like okay I'm comfortable and the weirdest thing is that I can't even like I enjoy it but I don't understand how to sit and enjoy yeah, all no, the hard, hard work, you know, to, to go constantly sitting down. I fall asleep when I sit yeah, because I don't get to sit often enough. So when I sit and I actually yeah. have a peaceful moment with really nothing to do, my eyes just start closing because uh, I'm used to just going, 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 going. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I prefer it that way. It feels better. But when I do sit literally by myself, it's getting me like my, my eyes start closing. Yeah. I'm like used to always being on the move and like driving somewhere, just not really having a home. And so I think that was my level of insanity this past year was just like always overworking myself, going here and there and then juggling like a full time job and then just being on the road for so long was so nuts. how does how does um how does modeling how does that happen? How do you how do you get into modeling? Is that someone coming up to you and saying, Will you model this for us? 
and it's then Instagram. or is that you out searching out jobs? I mean, I don't know what is, at what point did you decide, hey, I can be a model? Um, well, I was starting to get all these random emails like over the past two, almost three years. I was just getting emails like, hey, we think you're a good fit. Are you interested? Here's the details. We'll email you. And then they just started coming in. Like I got one to go to like New York and I was like, okay, this is sketch. And then I talked, yeah. I FaceTime with the um, director and I was like, okay, this isn't sketch. And then it just started to grow. It was like, okay, cool. There's that. There's local ones in California. And then I got like another email. Somebody found me on Instagram. It's always relating back to Instagram. Yeah. I've never found anywhere else. Um, and then she was like, hey, we want you to play this movie role in India. And I'm like, uh, sketch. And then I went and I was like, not sketch. So you did a movie <laughs> in India. Mm-hmm. Like an acting part. like a Yeah, I played Janthavi. <laughs> you played Janthavi. <laughs> it was just like some skater girl that comes in and teaches the lead girl how to skate. And we like build the skate park. It's very short, but... I mean, it was an experience like I met all these skaters from different parts of the world because they flew in people from other areas. And we all just like hung out for two weeks and stayed in this desert village and they built a skate park there for the movie. And it was freaking sweet. Like, I don't know. I just have friends now that are like implanted all over the world because of these opportunities. And you have and a, you have an agent now? I do now. Yeah. I signed in December and. Like I'd always done it on my own and it was comfortable and I felt like I never needed an agent, but they definitely opened my eyes to how to become more successful in this industry yeah. and sent me to auditions. And my first gig with them was the Mexico one. So cool. I was like, damn, all right. No, so I think this they will. I mean, I, believe it or not, I actually have an agent that got me this podcast. Yeah. I, mean, I had thought about doing a podcast and had talked about it, but I also knew that I would have to learn all this stuff. I mean, obviously I could do this part and talk, mm -hmm. but as far as... You know, um, and not that I'm ever expecting to make money off the podcast, but it's still it's going to cost some money. So it's nice if you get some advertising or to pay the bills or whatever mm -hmm. to cover some of that stuff, help me buy equipment or whatever. Um, but my friend Spidey and I are working on this. Uh, you know, Spidey's an old pro skateboarder, too. You know, we, we were working on a side project and and one of our partners, and that's an attorney. And he goes, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I go, yeah, I've, I've been planning on doing a podcast. And he goes, well, you should talk to some friends. And and so this network, the Believe Network that I do this podcast on, yeah. um, turns out that I the guy who starts at Braun also has friends of other friends of mine. And we know a bunch of people. But when I thought I was going to talk to them, do some like interview, they thought it'd be cool to have a skateboarding show on there. When I call him, he goes, oh, no, I, dude, I know about Acme skateboards and all this stuff. And let's do this thing. And I just got a contract but it got happened through an agent so actually my first actual experience with an agent where my contract is like the agent you know gets a piece of order but i also don't yeah. have to sell ads they sell them and yeah. i just get my my cut and whatever it's, it's kind of nice i can just i put the show together and upload them and they're they're handling advertising sales and and that kind of stuff and uh and my thing is just to meet with the friends i know and have conversations like this and that's nice and hopefully somebody will care about uh you know, care about listening. The culture, the, the hidden culture. culture that lies beneath Instagram. Well, I mean, look at it. We have, uh, so, and it is, uh, what's, that's what's cool about skateboarding. I mean, so far I've interviewed, you know, a chiropractor, an architect, um, you know, you're a skater girl. I got Michaela from Poseidon was on here. Andy Anderson, you know, Lance Mountain, uh, Day One Song. I mean, it's like, you're talking street guys, vert guys, old guys, young guys. And that's the luckiest thing about being a guy who got sponsored when he was 12 and who was 57 as of a couple of days ago. So, mm -hmm. you know, 45 years of being deep in skateboarding and never stopping skateboarding. There's yeah. a lot of people you'll see that are my age who go out to the skate park. They're kind of back in the scene. Yeah. They weren't there for 25 years. They disappeared after their run in the 80s, just did whatever life and a skate parks got rebuilt. They came back. I was manufacturing skateboards, working in the skateboard industry. So I've, I'm one of the most it. fortunate guys. I say I'm the luckiest guy in skateboarding. I've got to 
pretty much do most things people get to do with skateboarding. I was a sponsored skater. I was a pro skater. I made skateboards. I get to sponsor people now. I get, you know, so I've, I've met all these generations from the, the, the deepest of the OGs to the young kids coming up. And, and so it's cool that I have lots of people that can have you good can conversations the evolution with evolution of it. It is evolution, but it's also just changing styles. I mean, I feel, I don't feel 57 years old because I get to go skateboarding with 23 year olds and that just keeps you younger. You know, yeah. I don't kid myself and try to think I'm 23. I I get that. I'm aging. I'm sore, achy old dude, but, um, but it's certainly, I know I don't feel like a typical 57 year old too. sort of gave up on his life and was already, you know, settled down on the golf course, you know? So, yeah. Um, well, golfing's probably more dangerous. Still living shoulders. the extreme life. <laughs> <laughs> the extreme I hope to be life. doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will. I'm gonna. I said I would skateboard until my knees give out. So, and then if they do, I'll just get a replacement and hope for the best. So you know, I, 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 I've, I've never <laughs> had. I've never had knee surgery. Going. I assume it's gonna happen someday. I've never broken a bone. I assume that's gonna happen I someday. I've never broken one either. Yeah. Now you're knocking on wood. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's gonna happen. It's funny. I, I yeah. posted a podcast with my mom the other day, and I asked her about like, I've never broken a bone, mom. What, what do you think I'm gonna break first? She's like, Oh, I don't know, a leg, an arm. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> thanks, mom. You're like, all right, thanks. So what's next for you in life? You're in California now. Um, right now I'm just kind of, I saved up money and you're I have in the a, LBC. I'm living in the so LBC. So you're going to become kind of gangster now? Is that what's going to happen? Gonna yeah, be, I'm gangster. You're going to be a hood rat? Yeah, I'm already there. Um, <laughs> you got signs down or anything yet? You can flash and flash I'm tagging about some spray paint. Tagging some shit up. Yeah. Um, but as far as right now goes, um, I think I'm like learning to enjoy myself and not be so fast paced because that's just how it's been for so long. And now I've gotten to a good point where like I have I have a good savings. I have my goal of where I want to keep that savings. So yeah. I like don't ever find that I can't make it out here. And then my goal is to keep getting jobs like I have a goal of get at the very least one or two jobs a month that make X amount of money to keep building on. Like basically I want to live here, sit on my savings, not spend it at all. Buy some real estate. And then rent it yeah, out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let it grow in time. Seriously, well, that's my advice. I'm an old guy. I, I thought you. about it, but you know. I mean really I just want to make sure that each of my jobs and every month can pay off all my bills and I'll have some extra left over for fun and I don't ever have to touch my savings and then just enjoy myself. Like now I'm just doing this full time. So there's some days where I'm like, the fuck do I do? Because yeah. like when I was back home, I felt like, I mean, I have purpose. I definitely have purpose and that's helping people. But like as far as day to day things, you can't just go, oh, I'm going to help someone today, Monday through Friday. Like now I'm like, okay, I'm playing music and learning guitar and singing. And then I'm like painting more. I started gardening. Like I'm getting more into my hobbies and enjoying this weird like 23 year old, what feels like a retired life. But obviously, well, it won't last for, forever. So you got to like, it's not going to last forever. And the thing yeah. is, not it can, it depends on how lucky you get. So if you get lucky enough and you get enough I spikes. I don't believe in luck. <laughs> and you can, well, not luck, but if you, if you, but it's, it I is everything. You can work yeah. your ass off. And if you don't strike the right little lucky veins, you still yeah. don't get the boost. That's and true. If, if you can, if you can work your ass off and get those as well and get amplified, stashed up money, you, mm. you can live the retired life. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I was on my path. I literally I had a hundred employees making skateboards, selling millions of dollars, and I got freaking hacked off at my ankles. It happens. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not, uh, you know, not always pretty, but uh, that's what I'm trying to also like remember is like enjoy it now because I'll probably have to put in a lot of work later, and I don't know. I think like my ultimate goal is like I'll just kind of work my ass off and then I've always wanted to oh my gosh sorry I feel 
real talk. Like a back spasm right now. You're a skateboarder. You're um, supposed to hurt. Well, I'll probably put myself wor- through school smarter, later. smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just enjoying myself. So do you have any upcoming gigs mm. that you have already set up or are you just kind of waiting for them to fall yeah. in place? I have one in January. Okay, I'm going back home. It's ironic that it's in Arizona. That's cool. But I'll be playing um, like a lead in a music video. Oh, I'm excited. Awesome. They're going to fly me home and I get to stay long. They said Take they can book my home, flight to, you know, come back roads. home later. To so. Phoenix. I know. <laughs> so that'll be nice. But so far, I'm just enjoying myself. That's and awesome. that gig is so meeting gonna my go goals So you're going to go skate with a friend. I'm going to go skate with my friend. So you stop by, you do a podcast, we get some wheels. Get you some know. wheel skis. Uh, I might abuse your modeling talent and make you pose for in a t-shirt for me. for you Because know, that's, that's the way we are as people. we got to scratch each other's backs. Exactly. I can do that. I can do that. I can wear it under the shirt, too. You can wear whatever you want. I'm going to give you some of those. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this yeah. thing, I don't talk about everything I do. I have a few. I have like some, some clothing things going on, um, some licensing deals, kind of sell to the Hot Topics and the Zoomies and so on and so forth. The PowerFlex thing, is, is a, it's like a, that's a kind of a prideful pet project. I want to make really good stuff, and, and I know they're really mm-hmm. good. I mean, they are. I mean, a lot of people ride the wheels for months and months and months and can't wear them out or flat spot them. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Um, I, I care more about the quality than I do the, the quantity. You know, hopefully we'll catch up on that. Um, the PowerFlex thing is actually going to change a little bit this year. We're, we're expanding to do some online retail stuff mm. where we're going to sell skateboards and trucks and wheels and grip tape, and, um, and that's going to be kind of a, a, a cool thing. Uh, and then my sticker printing business just keeps me busy. I mean, that's, you know, we have the greatest customer base there, which is also, it's great food for my podcast because people are coming through constantly because yeah. my customer base is so ingrained in the skateboard business. So that's true. I'm a pretty lucky dude. Honestly, I mean, look around. So I think 2020 is going to be pretty rad. I think so too. Actually, who knows when this, this might not get posted until 2021 at the rate I'm going, but you know. At least we're having 2019 fun is now. sick and 2020 will be sicker. Yeah, 2020, 2020 is where, where sick. Where are we? Is, is 2035 <laughs> right now? So do you it's like the great. man cave? Is the man cave kind of cool? Sweet. Yeah, studio's studio yeah. pretty well. We got aliens. There's always something to look at. We got aliens watching us while we talk. Right? Uh, we got some Coco love. That's important. Yeah, where is Coco? Coco? Uh, I think she's sleeping in her bed in the in the office. She didn't want to sit next she to fine. me. No, it's she fine. didn't. She decided you just didn't. Uh, you're, you're whatever. She's like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Your odor wasn't right. <laughs> it's all about odor with dogs. Good, what can I say? I can't smell you from here. But uh, so Coco could. So I don't know what you put on, but it didn't impress Coco. It's amazing. It's great lotion. <laughs> I love the way it smells. <laughs> but yeah. No, I think then uh, the year, this year, next year, whichever year this gets posted will be great and i'm looking forward to it so what's the best thing about being a skateboarder the best thing um just being able to do it whenever if you're bored you can go skate i agree i skate when you can skate anything you want i skate a lot and times i don't skate much you can go to the street you can go to the park you can go on a curb you can skate your steps you can skate a rock you can skate a tree you can skate everything you can skate in your dreams (laughs) Dude, I'm so good in my dreams. Yeah, and then oh, you come I'm out so and you're good. like, who the fuck? People have no idea how damn good I am in my dreams. And sometimes it translates back to real life and you're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, I feel a little bit more confident today because I practiced in my dreams. But I don't know. That's just me. I tend to do things in my dreams. <laughs> in the daytime, I wouldn't even dream of trying. Uh. But hey, that comes with age. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the most fun part about coming and doing a podcast with Jim Gray? 
just hanging out with my good friend <laughs> and <laughs> shooting the shit. <laughs> I know. We, we've gotten to be better friends now lately. Yeah. I, I, I'm Like I said, everything's all organic. I don't push relationships with people. I just let them f- feel out and, f- you know, I like to figure out who people are and let them figure out who I am. Again, organically, not like, you know, it's like, I'm going to smother you. You know, it's like. Uh, I'm Jim Gray and I'm Janthavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who the hell are you? Um, well, Just hanging out. It's very laid back. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming by, um, and, and it's always nice to, you know, hopefully we'll have you again. I mean, I, I want to keep these podcasts, you know, like an hour. I don't want them to be three hours long. I'd rather you come back in a few months and talk about what's been going on for, you know, the last few months and what you're learning and what's going on and the experiences you've had. You know, what's the lamest experience you've had in skateboarding? What's the worst thing that's ever happened? It was like the worst and best thing ever in New York. I got in this guy's way. Sorry, he got... We both got in each other's way. We were doing the same... Like, we were doing tricks on the same... Um, whatever, what is it called? Obstacle. Yeah. And his board went into the water. <laughs> and he was like, Get the fuck out of my way with your fucking ovaries. With and your ovaries? So he gave I, you a girl bitch out. Yeah. He was like, oh, see, I'd, I'd smack the guy if I was in the skate park right there. Yeah. I was like super embarrassed. With your ovaries? And I like almost started crying because I was like, I'm I don't sorry. even live here. I'm sorry on behalf of all mankind. Super lame. Like I was just like shooken up and like embarrassed. And I was just like, huh, I'm usually tough, but fuck, this is like yeah. overwhelming. And then the production that I went to New York for came down and shut the skate park down and then catered to myself and my friend sandwiches. And so you kicked, got to eat in the skate park all by yourself? Kicked everybody well, this, out. Well, this fucker could look at your ovaries from the outside. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody got kicked out and they shut down Elias Skate Park, that big-ass park for us. Well, obviously for them to like set up lighting, but essentially we were allowed to stay in there. So That's pretty funny. That was like the lamest... And best. So thing. it was a lame thing that turned good. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like the same as, like I said, there are people I know that actually, when I show up, don't like me be there. More than I think love it. Friends are like, oh my God, Jim's here. It's going to be fun. But other guys, like, really just like, what's with all this laughter and shit? That's not what skateboarding's all about. We're supposed to be gnarly. And then, like, there are guys that are like, this girl doing here they're like they're so mm-hmm. macho and so caught up in their own thing like get your ovaries out of here dude that yeah. that is deserves to get their freaking head beaten right then and there you know it's like get your ovaries i know out of here. it like fueled me to go skate even harder i was like okay well f- fuck fuck <laughs> i'm like all right then and then when he left i was like well would you look at that karma great <laughs> karma he gave me like a hat or something too and i was like fucking not wearing your hat like why? Why would I want to rep your brand? Like you suck. Oh my god, that's so, really so funny. I remember once I went to uh, Venice Skate Park and it was rented out for the day for like a Sean White video, and uh, and all the kids that were there in the doing the video with them were just you know they got the part or whatever to be in it and i just thought it was really funny because you know i'm I'm a nobody but all the kids came running up when i showed jim and they like they didn't Aww. really care about sean white but they were all came up and gave me love because they're kids Aww. i actually skate with he's like on superstar level so he shows up and the park shuts down and it was like um it was actually kind of funny <laughs> you're like oh moments of pride now yeah and sometimes moments oh. of pride <laughs> all right well i guess we should probably end this um, thing because you know otherwise we're just gonna like make people sit and listen are they ever gonna stop are they gonna stop <laughs> and people already get mad that i talk over people and i'm not a really good podcaster i'm gonna get good eventually so i think you're pretty good yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see i'm having fun me too i enjoyed talking to you I'm like, and I'm, I'm glad we've got to know each other and i'm glad i've got to watch you you know rising in your in, in your own skin and learning <laughs> you know 
Thank what your you. options are in life and finding some cool stuff. And I wish you the best of luck in that. And I'm stoked that you ride my wheels because, you know. Me too. Um, it's a secondary <laughs> thing having podcasts. I get free advertising. Like, buy Powerflix wheels now. Gumball, gumball, gumball. Because they're good, aren't they? Let's talk about it. Let's take two seconds of Powerflex. The end of, this show is now sponsored by Powerflex. Jantheby, tell us about Powerflex. <laughs> they're great and they last a long time. And they don't flat spot, huh? They like, why would you want to buy wheels and flat spot and have to get a new <laughs> set every three weeks when you can buy a set that you can't flat spot that are actually better? I, this I is true. You this know. is true. I, I, I'm going to get some pink ones if there are some, pink ones. I, we'll have to see. We're running pretty low. Uh, we got to get some new wheels in here. but And you're going to get some wheels for your friend. He's not going to get to hear this because the podcast isn't live, but he's going to get a surprise today and you're going to show up and like, hey, buddy, I got you some wheels. Yeah, because yours look like shit. Just look like shit. I know wheels. Do, <laughs> wheels do get dirty. Sorry. Yeah. So. Sorry, all right. Well, thank you for riding Powerflex. I appreciate it. Thank you. And if you're out there listening and you don't ride Powerflex, I'm not going to say fuck off. But you know, hey, fuck off. Um, make better decisions. <laughs> make better decisions. <laughs> Change your life. Make good decisions. Reminds me of mom, like you're leaving for the day, going to a party. Make good decisions. <laughs> no alcohol. Keep your clothes on. Get um, some snacks. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end it. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us at Believe in Skateboarding. Thank you. And thank you, lovely Janthavi. It was Outro. fun. <laughs> Outro. You want to go ahead? Go ahead. You want to rap a little know. bit? I have. We have a guitar. You want to play the guitar? I I get nervous. I'm still learning. You I'm get nervous. Learning. I like that. But even, ba- even bad guitars better than playing. <laughs> I've sang a couple times in my show so bad and I can't sing. So believe me. I'm getting you know, there. We're getting there. You do karaoke. I'm going to have to come see that someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's killer. It's killer. <laughs> Janthavi live from her living room. <laughs> now I have a feeling she's more in a bar where there's alcohol involved. So Yeah, it's necessary sometimes. It's necessary sometimes. Okay, well, you guys uh, have a good uh, day, night, evening, morning, or the hell you are, whatever time you're listening. That's the nice thing about podcasts. They're, they play them whenever the fuck <laughs> you want. Whenever you so, want. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming. Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.